What's up, everybody? It's Joe Lupuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneaker Show. Unfortunately, I'm remote again, but I see my guys right in front of me, straight ahead, to my left on the screen, Mr. Wealthy. To my, yeah, to my, yeah. <laughs> we miss you, Joe. I know, I know. I gave them a little tease on last podcast that I would be remote, but it's something that no matter how you prepare not being with the guys, it still stings. <laughs> I'm sure, well, a little too I'm sure you're despondent. Thank you. Thank you for the sentimental. To my right, Mr. Brendan Dunn. I see the tag. I, you know, I don't know if this laptop is 4K, but I see the stone. What is that? A Stone Island tag? You see it? Badge. That's how we're feeling? Make sure we get the badge in. The badge? <laughs> it's a Stone Island Christmas. Actually, I have a funny, I have a funny story about that. Do we have time go, for a, a funny for anecdote? Yeah, yeah, um, we have all, all the time. You know, I got, you know, I, I probably got a lot of time today now, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just ask first, and we talk about fake sneakers on here a lot, right? Yeah. But it's it's an interesting thing, an interesting conundrum, and I feel like a lot of times we talk about it in hypotheticals, but if somebody got you a fake pair of sneakers as for a Christmas? gift for Christmas or for a birthday, would you break it to them, or would you just tuck them away in the closet? Would, wait, what would you do? Wait, did you get a fake Stone Island jacket? <laughs> what would you do? Answer me that, uh, and then I'll answer you that. Oh, it de- it. I feel like it depends who got it for me. Mm. You know, like if I don't know, because it's like the people. I feel like people who are actually getting me gifts are yeah. like few, and it's like a very small, yeah. condensed number of people. So it's like one of two people who's. I don't know, man. Oh. Joe, if somebody got you a fake piece of gear or a fake pair of shoes, what do you guys think I'm going to say? I feel like you would not break it to the person. I feel like you would take that item chance. and hide it away in the closet and say, "Yeah, I love it." And and but but what happens when they ask you how come you it's never exactly wear? Exactly right. They're not going to ask that. They're not going to ask that. They're not going to ask that. That's exactly right. Oh man, I've been looking for these. Yeah. Right. Gratitude. Right in the depth well, in the depths of hell of the closet. Yeah. Not not not, <laughs> not that they'd be the person getting yes. it, but I feel like if your parents happen to get you something you that you maybe weren't into or I'm throwing a fit. No, I'm no, calling my mom opposite. Oh, the parents, yes. No, just no, kidding. Just opposite. kidding. Parents, I feel like it's the never. opposite. I'm looking at JLP senior. What? <laughs> I feel no. I feel parents like, is different. I feel, no. I feel like it's the opposite. I would say parents. You no. would just kind of no. like be like, "Thanks so much. I'm grateful for it, etc., no. etc." No. No. I'm flaming no, my mom. I feel my dad's like, not getting me shit, but I'm flaming my aunts, mom. Aunts, uncles, anyone else, get it cousins. Too? No, no, oh, no. Okay. Parents, parents. I've been, <laughs> I've been around. You know, my parents saw the Ronaldo billboard in Times Square. They've seen sneakers. <laughs> oh, I thought. I mean, come on. No, I'm saying. You know, I, I, I would think that parents, <laughs> parents, you maybe wouldn't want to say anything, but I feel like a significant other, you could say something. To. Okay. So it was my significant other. And we did a little early gift oh, exchange. And they got you a foo-foo something. She got me a vintage Stone Island shirt. Jumbo corduroy, kind of a grail from 1994. Vintage fake? Okay. I'm into old Stone Island stuff, and I spent a lot of time online. I don't have a deep collection, but I got a couple yeah, things, yeah. and I spent a lot of time online researching and looking at pictures and thinking about it. And this is the most thoughtful, kind gift Was this, I could yes. think of. So wait, this is vintage Stone Island, so this is pre they used to do the RFID Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is 1994. It? Yeah, this okay. is yeah, yep, Green yep, Badge yep. era. And it's kind of the thing with sneakers right where i don't want anybody in my life buying me sneakers i've never outside of being uh in high school yeah because i think i posted that picture recently of me and the the shell toes that's yeah. the last time i got sneakers as a gift joe do you feel the same way you don't want anyone getting you sneakers um there's so many fakes out there these days if somebody just bought a pair on StockX or off you eBay, know what it is tell me no one 
in my family or who's close to me would ever try to buy me a pair of sneakers. Same. And I same, think same, that's same. the right way. Same. You know? You gonna buy Michael Rubin a Fanatics Tops card? No. Well, you're not doing <laughs> the that. The Michael Rubin of sneakers you know, it's, himself. It's, it's a funny topic because I know there's a lot of people watching this who mm -hmm. they're waiting all year to get like not just the one pair of sneakers, but like a pair for Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. I'm getting those texts already like, hey, where can I get these? And it's like the Travis Mocha one. Like, uh, well, is this the cheapest? Like yeah. that's starting already yeah. because it's the season of parents trying to get their kids or, and I'm like, listen, this is this is the cheapest place, and they're like, "Well, I found it," and it goes in this no, you didn't find it. You found I found something. it for yeah. for exactly. I found it for a hundred and fifty eight dollars, and no. I'm like, "That's not it." If it feels too good to be true, if it looks too good to be true, it's too good to be true. So we're, I'm getting those texts a little bit. Wait, yeah. sorry, we need to get back to your. Story. Oh yeah, all good, all good, all good. Because all these things, are, I'm happy to discuss, and I feel like price is one of the best barometers yeah. of like this can't be real. But anyway, so we did an early gift exchange. I opened it up. I was super hyped. Mm -hmm. This is also a uh, old Stone Island shirt that Drake wore at one point, and I think that compelled a lot of people to make fakes because there was new interest around it. Yeah. But I, I pulled it out. I was like, "Where'd you get it?" Because immediately, those are my questions. If ever I'm looking at something yeah. like that, is like, "Where'd you get it?" She said eBay, and I didn't. I didn't want to press her too much, mm -hmm. but then I was just like asking more questions and just wondering. And the badge, especially, was quite shiny for something that. It's supposed to be from 1994, but the thing is, it's a, it's a vintage fake. It's made to look vintage. It's made to look old. Wait, oh, the tag it's made looks to like, look vintage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not, the tag it's looks not like old, weathered. I'll, I'll, we'll put some photos in here. It's not a quote unquote cause original fake. It's not like an old <laughs> right. It's not an old fake. Right. This is like because you know how sometimes there's like those. Uh, Old school, like uh, Air Jordans, they, mm -hmm. they, they were the old fakes from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sayings. Yeah, things it's, like that. it's not one of those. This is just something. This is a newly produced version I never of a Stone I Island corduroy shirt from 1994. And there, if you look at the tags, there are small <sighs> things you can tell that are off, small. Just like we used to do with Nike SB Dunks in the 2000s. If, if the barcode's touching. Yeah. And like, yeah, the little details that don't quite line up. So I kept doing research. Date. And without breaking it to her at that point, being like, I don't know if this is legit especially because she got it for probably half of what the market value is and that was one of those yeah. things where i was like yeah. mm. <sighs> that's like a big thing now that i that i realized so like if you go on like ebay yeah. and etsy and stuff in like the vintage market yeah you can kind of if you know you can kind of tell that it's fake but they'll like put a picture of like a vintage like band t-shirt yeah and you're like, oh, I want to buy that, but then you don't realize that it's that T-shirt, but like reproduced a replica on a vintage-looking T-shirt, and they have every single size available. So maybe that's kind of what yeah it one, was. One of the things that stressed me out the most was I was googling around for the shirt again, Stone Island 1994 uh, jumbo cord. Did red. you find the website that she bought it from? I found the eBay listing. She yeah. bought it on eBay, but more than that, mm. I found Reddit threads where people were talking about the reps because there are subreddits oh. where people discuss replica unauthorized stone island copies and they were like yeah this one's pretty good this person makes it and you could buy it here and i was crumbling and my faith was crumbling and i reached out to some legit resellers arcomar archie you know he, he sells a lot of vintage stone island a lot of gems joey as well and yeah they were kind of like this guy who runs a lockup shop and they were like yeah that's probably fake and then i had this question of do I tell her again? It was such a thoughtful gift. I was so happy about it that I didn't want to upset her or hurt her feelings because I was so appreciative. How recent was this? This was last week. Oh, wow. Okay. S still going through it. Okay. I thought this was an old So story. what do you do in that moment? 
weird. I ask well, you. Well, we'll have our social team clip well, this out. And well, now, well, now she's going <laughs> to hey, see babe. it. So, hey, exactly. Hey, hey, babe. Well, uh, Br- no? Brendan's oh, asking. God. Brendan's asking, what what should I do about it? Before, meanwhile, he broadcast it on a podcast. No, no, that, no. I already made the decision. Oh, you already talked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just asking what what y'all what y'all would do. Would you tell your partner, your significant other, your girlfriend? And I'm asking the yes, audience as well. I would. Your girlfriend, I would. your boyfriend, your partner. I would with the. I think I would with significant other. You would tell them. Well, this is an interesting one because it seems like she went through a ton, and like a very she was rare looking, yeah, item. She was. She was well, you putting can tell, in the work. I think, I think you can. I think you convey. Yes. How much you care yes, for her and how much you appreciate something I do daily. Appreciate, but it's also one of those uh maybe of this course. is go- going beyond <laughs> obviously going beyond sneakers, but I feel like if you're going to have like a fruitful relationship or whatever that you're going to have to dis- discuss things that are way We're getting deep early. I no, love but you're going to look at look at who look at this guy or uh, giving out relationship advice. <laughs> Dr. Okay, Phil. But, hold on, but you're going to have to discuss <laughs> Seriously, you're gonna have to no, dis- no. you're gonna have to discuss things that are way more challenging to bring up <laughs> than no, Dave. This, this yeah, but if you're not if you're not able to even like discuss this with someone, yeah. the person that you want to settle down with, in a way that you can kind of uh, like figure out a way to come to a amicable ending yeah. to it, then. When something even more difficult comes up, then you're how are you going to discuss that? I like that advice. It's almost like a stress but, test yes. for the relationship. Also, this is what I would say in my family, like not immediate family, but around the family, I've seen like really bad fake Supreme Box logo hoodies. So this is not that. <laughs> Wait, did they have this the, is not that. They had the Dwayne. They had the Dwayne Wade on. They had the academic. This joint? is not that. <laughs> the, he had the double. The this double. This is not Fufu someone giving Supreme. you. Hey, I got you. I got you the new camouflage Nego Supreme box logo hoodie, <laughs> yeah. and it's like this. So, yeah. so that's this is a little different. Well, that's what I was trying to get to earlier. Is that I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people watching this that you know they might get one big present every uh, Christmas from mm-hmm. their girlfriend significant other and you know instead of getting a new iphone they get a pair of travis scott mocha ones right mm-hmm. but they may actually get the real ones like i the, hope they get the yeah real that's, ones. What, that's what i'm saying like they get like a someone's been saving up to buy them yeah. one really nice thing and i totally see where sneakerheads get that but maybe it's just me and it's obviously coming from a different place but being someone who has so many shoes even before we uh embarked on this uh career that I always just felt like it almost felt like on my behalf a little selfish to yeah. ask for another pair of shoes because I already had yeah. so many that I'm like, who am I to like ask my parents to go and get me another pair of sneakers when I already have a hundred? Also, there's so upstairs. many other better gifts out there for us. For yeah. sure, so many other better gifts. Like the things I you would know? appreciate nowadays is like the things that you actually need. Is, that you are we about to publicize your wish list? No, I'm just saying the things. Yeah, like that, the Dyson the Dyson five thousand vacuum stuff like for that. the crib. <laughs> No, but I'm being serious. <laughs> Stuff like that. My a list. vacuum cleaner, yeah. uh, a blender, the power vac 5000? electric Post razor. Post it on your Twitter. Maybe someone will, maybe someone will start copping for wish you. Put a, a, a Amazon wish list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, I broke it to her. She took it very well. The seller, I don't know if they knew or not, but they immediately processed a refund and said, yeah, send it did back. You, did you say that this was for Brendan Dunn? No, I did not name drop myself, but I gave them okay. a long list of reasons why it was fake, why it was not authentic, so... You, you gave him a whole dissertation. Thank you to them you gave him a whole dissertation. You know he sent a whole Google Doc not and took the can edit <laughs> wait, option wait, off, but he just sent it and shared it. <laughs> did you? You know he did. You no, know but it was did. it was very funny. The seller was like, 
oh, I had no idea. You didn't have link backs to like Reddit forums, <laughs> like like with the. Yeah. I was oh. offering to the seller. I was like, look, if you want, I can send you more documentation and more explanation of why this is not legit. This and they the were like, Brendan, no, it's okay. This, this is the most Brendan done thing. <laughs> My man put a whole dossier together Hit him with the whole okay? alphabetical <laughs> slaughter. Yeah, he said. He said, "F, F your feedback. Here's a dossier." Oh yeah, but um, the situation is resolved. Again, it was an incredible oh, gift, and I'm thankful. But um, if you see me around with the green badge, green edge badge on my arm, no, it's legit. Speaking of uh, uh, football hooligan things, mm. a shoe that maybe Brennan's excited for, but other people on the internet are raising a little bit of an eyebrow at. Okay, what is this? Mr. Jones' upcoming <laughs> Adidas Sambas. I would wear them. But they just look like any other Samba, right? Yeah. Jound, yeah, Jound delivering exactly what we expect from Jound on the Samba. I think it's hilarious. He's consistent. <laughs> that's, you know? that, that's for sure. That's <laughs> yeah, for nobody sure. could say that it's not consistent. I mean, listen, guys, what if I started designing shoes and they were all triple black? Would you, you know? It's hey, like six, we might six, have to leave script. you off the top 10 list. <laughs> 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 but I want to mention this, by all the right. way, speaking of Sambas, I was downtown this week and I had such a rare sighting on Prince Street in Soho. Triple Samba. One group, three Three people all together, a trio all wearing the same white, black, black, yeah, white with the black stripes, white with the black stripes. They come in groups. They come in groups. <laughs> Trust me. That's what I said last the week. One that recently released the Beeston store. Yeah, in Germany they did uh, that uh, consortium cup, but they mm -hmm. did the white and black samba, but it has like the patent leather. Different enough. Different enough, but it's the sort of where you get lumped in with everyone wearing the sambas, and you do like the total like, well, you know, mine are it's, the it's ones the, it's that the meme in Europe only. With, with the two guys at the urinal, and the guy walks from one end of the urinals to the other to say, by the way, these aren't the OG sambas; these are from a European store. These are a collab. These are yeah. consortium. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was scandalized. And again, I don't have anything wrong with the white black samba I wear myself. Not that often now, but in a group with two other people wearing the exact same shoe as Did you. Did you say anything to him? No, I almost took a photo, but people get upset when you take photos of other people and post it online without them knowing yeah. so yeah let me ask you guys we'll spend a little time on this we're 12 hours removed from the finale of fsr mm -hmm. how do we feel how do we feel great episode thanks thank you joe how I are feel you guys good. feeling i feel good i feel a little bit conflicted if i'm being honest because a lot of people were not that hyped on marcus jordan as our finale but it's a guess that I stand behind and yeah, I'm glad sure. we did. And then I feel like is a perfect guest in a way because it's a mixture of a lot of different things. We bring back one of the biggest guests we've ever had on yep. the show. His first episode is yes. one of our most viewed. We get the entertainment aspect of funny bits and jokes flying around. We show you shoes that you've never seen before. And most important to me, we get to ask the tough questions yeah. and hold them accountable for all the backdooring allegations. That was a big goal of mine going into this episode. And we delivered on that. Well, to, now that the show's done, I we can, agreed. We can pull back the the curtain a little bit, the thought process behind mm -hmm. it. So going into the finale, we obviously wanted to deliver a big guess, right? Yeah. And I mean, obviously, the hope was is that we were going to have Wale on the show. Uh, reason why Wale was never on the show was Wale just decided he never wanted to come on the show, and that's just simple as that. You know, it is it is what it is. He we just decided he never also wanted to... doesn't do a lot of press lately. Let's okay, be honest, yeah, guys. No, but, no, but it, when's no, the last I, I, Hey, I'm not saying anything negative. It's just the the reason why Wale never came on full size run is Wale decided he never. never I'm sure Wale has more interesting yeah. things going on than talking to me. Okay, so we wanted either Wale or like a grail level guest that we yep. never uh, got the chance to chase down. Maybe yep. like uh, Dom Kennedy or Eric Costin or someone like that level. Some people who had people had been asking for yeah. for years. 
that never came through. That didn't uh, occur as well. And then we were going through a list of uh, people who had been on the show before that were like the most loved guests or whatever, like a currency, yeah. uh, et cetera. Yeah. Fan and, favorites. Yeah. And we're like, hey, if Marcus can come on because it's a little spicier, a little more, um, I don't want to say relevant, but like uh, topical, right? Or yeah. uh, timely. Mm-hmm. We'll get him on. Yeah. And he came through. So we're like, hey. We're going to do it because if we weren't going to get someone like that, we were honestly maybe just going to do the three of us reminiscing um, something like that. It was like a like I'd a, rather have a real interview yeah. for the final one. But that was like, you know, where we, where we were headed. I'm confused. Um, I totally get that. But to explain the thought process, I mean, I think it was a topical guest who has mm-hmm. new shoes coming out who you guys haven't talked to about a lot of stuff that was in the news in the past like few years. And you guys delivered on all that. Uh so I thought it was just a, a yeah. great episode. I think like, I think it made total sense for the finale. Yeah. I get it's what you're saying. It's like, just fan. that he's like persona non grata. He's within, a villain for a lot of people, and a lot of people don't community. like him, so don't want to hear him talk. And they're like, he's they're like, he's what's wrong with sneaker culture? F these not f us, but like they're like, this is how they're going to end the show, not giving back to the culture, et cetera, et cetera. That was kind of like, I'm happy with it, and I'm happy with the way we held him accountable, and I think that's an important part of our job, and. Again, I, I sat on yep. that couch and brought up everything about backdooring there was to say and told him right to his face, I don't believe you. So Saw that. I think Saw the that. internet in a nutshell. Um, so we post uh, at the end, we post uh, on Instagram, like uh, Marcus giving a look at the new trophy room shoes, which is just newsworthy in general. Big exclusive that we have. He's showing the shoes. It's obviously going to be a hype shoe going in. Regardless of what you think of what happened with the trophy room Air Jordan 1 fiasco, People are gonna want these trophy room lows. It just is. It is what it is. You mm. can say you don't want them, but people are gonna want them. And in the comments, people say, "Oh, well, they didn't ask Marcus about backdooring because in the two second clip that we post on Instagram, we didn't ask him about backdooring." But you guys, you guys did. We did. And uh, Brendan like actually responded. All of my questions. To him. Almost all of my questions in the interview were. Yeah, about he, that. He, and he and goes, you said, "Yeah." Did you watch the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you watch the episode and find I, out? I feel silly that we're, and this is such an easy trap to fall into. We're focusing yeah. on the negative thing mm-hmm. when we should be celebrating yeah, I just was this like, thing that we're happy yeah, to walk yeah. away from and this thing that we yes. achieved so much with. And I, I'm I'm happy about it overall, and I'm I'm glad we got to do everything we did. And I'm really happy with this last season. I feel like there were so many great guests. Here's a good question: Who was your favorite guest that wasn't that wasn't like an obvious answer? Like not saying that like Jim Jones was your favorite guest on the show. Like maybe not oh, the most damn. popular episode um, ever, but one that you were just like that was. One one of my favorite yeah um hold or, on let me or even just this. favorite to shoot do you, do you have a, an yes. answer in mind tell me yes uh one of the ones that i i would say i thoroughly enjoyed doing where mm-hmm. i'm like wow that was fun this guy is awesome paul wall oh yeah that's a great answer good that's answer. A great answer good answer i am happy i got to sit on the couch next to paul wall yeah what a great guy that's Don, a who's yours um, I'll go with Paul Wall. I, I, what about Lupe Fiasco? I mean, yes, Lupe Fiasco just in general, but he's an obvious one. Yeah. That was one of my favorite episodes ever. One of my one of my favorite ones to shoot. Yeah. So many memories. Joe, do you do you, So you, many hits. So many you. moments. I'm thank checking. You. You know, well, I know, I know, I know. Some misses I, amongst the hits. Let's, I, let's be honest. I know I already them. know what Joe's favorite was outside of like the handful that people count on. I already know the answer to that one. Tony Yeo. Oh, Tony Yeo. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yep, Tony Ayo. That's it. That's it. He answered for me, and he's right. He's right. 
By the way, there are some. I, I said I was going to do this last week, but there's a lot of full size run guests or just guests in general we've been wanting to talk to lately that we still never have, and I'm just going to put it out there in the ether so we can set that tone because yeah. this is our last podcast of 2023. We'll mm, be back yes. in January 2024, just in a couple of weeks. But uh, PJ Tucker, you know who I love too. Tell hey, me. Sorry, Dunn. You you know who I love too, guys. Who? The situation I thought was awesome. Uh, it was a, it was a fun episode. <laughs> I thought the situation came off great. I think one of the f- the funnier moments of that is watching it back was the cold open where Brendan had the neck brace and the sunglasses on. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was a really good episode. Sorry, Doug, no. Go okay, ahead. so this is our wish list right now since this is a Christmas ish mm-hmm. episode okay. and holiday theme. So Jerry Lorenzo, we need him yep. on here. We need PJ Tucker, and we'll, these again. Yes. Full size run is no more. We ended the show, but we want these people to come on here. Wale. I said Wale for sure, Mike Bibby, Jonathan yep. Davis from Corn, Busta Rhymes, Cameron. Yeah, we need all those people on this podcast. Chad Muska, sneakers. yes, Chad yes. Muska for sure. So, oh, the people, the faithful fans, go and go and hassle all all these people on our behalf. <laughs> okay. Spe- speaking of uh, famous people, I want to pull uh, once again pull back the curtain a little bit because this is funny and it's also embarrassing on my behalf. Joe, <laughs> okay, I, already, I, already, I was going to say, I already, told, I already told you the story. So, uh, I I put out there where I said that um, this week, meaning last week, right? We're shooting this episode it, yeah, early. I was like, it's probably going to be the biggest week of my career, being that we have the full-size run series finale, Marcus mm-hmm. Jordan, Action Bronson podcast. And on top of that, I got to interview Mark Wahlberg in person, right, at the municipal pop-up mm-hmm. in uh, Hudson Yards. Yep. And I go there, right? Um, the mall's packed. It's Christmas time anyway, so the mall's going to be packed. But there's a line out the wazoo for people to go. Uh, <laughs> funny word, right? Yeah. What a boomer. What a boomer term. <laughs> what a boomer term out the wazoo. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to to get to get into the pop up, and I'm the only uh, media person there. I yeah. thought there was going to be a handful, like a scrum sort of situation. Yeah. So they stopped the meet and greet with Mark Wahlberg for me to interview him. But I didn't get to meet him beforehand or anything like that. I didn't didn't get, get to, to discuss workout plans. No, I didn't get to build any rapport with him. And all yeah. of a sudden, I'm just brought up as some random media person that, that I wasn't introduced. Love in, those type of interviews. In any sort of thing. <laughs> so I'm like, how do I like two-second break the ice with this guy so it's yeah. not just like I'm a reporter putting my uh, mic in his face or my yeah. phone? And I have <laughs> to Mark say— The Mark Wahlberg icebreaker. <laughs> I have to say that I'm like— a li- It was like— uh, I don't want to say an embarrassing moment yeah, for me. You. I know where we're going. But I had to say, hey— uh, I like to introduce myself. I'm Matt. I have a podcast with Joe LaPuma. You did sneaker shopping with him. <laughs> How'd it go over? And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, with Kevin Hart. I remember that. Best icebreaker right. ever when you're about to meet a celebrity, when you're trying to chat someone up at a party, when you just want to seem important in the room is definitely I know Joe LaPuma. Love that. You're talking about an icebreaker with Mark Wahlberg. You guys being fitness, I thought maybe an icebreaker would you guys get in the cold plunge. <laughs> literally, a literal icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know? So. Oh, but it went, Every, how to, it, it went fine, but everything in my career, everything I accomplished in my career solely breaks down to, I got a podcast with Joe LaPuma. <laughs> I Appreciate sit next that. to Joe LaPuma once it. a week. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Uh, no, but great guy. You should go uh, read it on the website. He yes. talks yep. about why he doesn't wear Jordans anymore. Please do. And I want. can I add on a disclaimer, by the way? You mentioned that we're recording this a little bit early, yep. so we'll catch up on news. I always like to say this, yeah, but yeah. when we get back, yes, I'm, I'm, I'll be on vacation. There's a Nike earnings call next week. I'm always sad to miss that. Oh, yeah. Saying that just in case Nike CEO John Donahoe decides to step down or, or is he, about or, to step or, down. Or he decides to publicly acknowledge you. <laughs> If either of those things happen and I miss it, I'll be sad. Acknowledge me. We'll catch up.
Should we get to Sounds what we're good. here for? We should, and I think that everyone's been waiting for this. It's been a few weeks of a lot of comments. Well, wait, on- first, first we should talk about yes, what we have on feet. Yes, true, true, true. Sorry, I jumped the gun. Go for it. I'm wearing the ALD New Balance 860 V2. Beautiful shoe. Topical. Topical, Top- huh? Technical? I also, I, I also <laughs> want to go on record because before when that shoe came out this year, oh no, 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 I was uh, very. It was very much in that vein of when every collab came out, they had to drop like four different colorways yeah. of it. And you I, don't like that era, not that much. Um, those came out in three different colorways, and I was like, just do the green ones. I because I was kind of lumping it in with all the other shoes, all yeah. the Nike shoes that Sakai, Ambush, Claw, etc. Sometimes when it's like they drop. Th- nine different colorways of the too much yeah so i was like hey just drop one but i will go saying that those shoes are amazing i got the red pair which wasn't the pair that i said that i even wanted to get mm-hmm. but they feel like a rolex on your feet i like that analogy oh wow look I at like that, that look at that <laughs> welty what are you wearing 1998 shout out our good friend mr joseph fresh goods uh, crushed it yeah. Crushed it. These are the, the Keisha pairs, Chicago exclusive. New Balance. Not a Chicago. Why don't you put on a leather jacket with those, okay? <laughs> and flex a little around you New Hampshire this Wait, go Christmas season. Road. Go get a black are you, leather are you and, wear and, and throw Joe, your weight around. Joe, on Noir, yeah. on Noir leather pants with these shoes? Uh, hold on. You, you don't like when I wear New Balance with leather pants. I saw a lot of leather with New Balance. In, am I wrong? Am I wrong? And look, I I'm going to keep the hand up there. Hey, I will here. say, I will say though, because the shoes are based on belly, that a baggier leather pant does work with it. Okay. We'll oh, have to okay. Give you all the first, tips first he's Doctor Phil. Now he's also the fashion police. Who else are you going to be this podcast? Okay. <laughs> <Tim Blanks. laughs> Joe, what are you wearing on Okay. Feet? Remotely, wherever you I are. I keep moving the table. I'm in work mode. I'm in black Stussy sweatpants, but I'm in another shoe that made the sneaker of the year list, uh, Cortez 95. Oh, he's already spo- spoiling the list already for us. <laughs> no, everyone's seen the list, but listen, they, it, the list went through some iterations we'll get to. But Cortez 95, I've been wearing these and the Barcelona Pada TNs, Air Max yeah. Plus, as yeah. uh, like my travel shoe. So, I, you know, as my travel shoes. Speaking of the list... Maybe a good a good way to to start it off. Air did, Force One did the list end up making the list? Why would we start? They didn't. <laughs> yeah, Why so let's throw it out let's, there. Let's start there it. Two guys in the world. Start it. Two sometimes, guys in the world making that shoe a thing. Sometimes you have to nip let's things start. in the bud so they don't manifest later on. Uh, okay, so let's start. Let's start off. This. He's talking about the Clark Kent list, Air Force Ones. It's I not know. making any of our of year end list. I know. Top for the five audience. shoe of the year according to the panel, right? Anyways, let's start off. The past few weeks, starting in mid, starting late November, we did the Complex Con Sneaker of the Year list. Yeah, our list at Complex, we we came up with the list to present to the panel. I think next year we're going to make some changes with criteria, and we're we're going to figure it out. I I truly thought it was a very entertaining panel in the room. I think it always okay. The list that we set out back then, which was at the end of October, that w- the brain trust yeah. at Complex put yeah. their heads Complex together. That was the list that we presented at ComplexCon. Now, we'll get this out of the way very quick so we could focus on the actual list that we put together that's our final list. The revised one. Yeah. After these many iterations. We had that list. At the panel, the list changed. The Vomero was added. Which is And not the true. TS Air Force One jumped a few spots. 
Then, this week or last week, the brain trust that came up with the original list, Complex Sneakers. Reflected. Reflected and made changes. Not something we usually do. And I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. I I was surprised. I didn't know that you guys made changes, but this is the list, the final list, Complex's sneaker of the year list after the roller coaster of the past four weeks. <laughs> well, I think, I think, Me ta- you know, I've seen the I comments. Think, I think where the divide comes sometimes too is that you said you thought it was an interesting panel, right? Like experience where it was interesting. Entertaining. Show- entertaining, sorry, production. But I think that when people sometimes go to those things, uh, they want to be entertained. But when they talk about the best sneakers of the year, they want it to be more definitive and uh, like a factual, these are the top 10 shoes of the year, more than just someone said something entertaining on stage, you know? I agree. And here's where I would say, uh, and I'm not, listen, I'm not making any excuses. I think, you know, you don't get pre-production really with the with the group. It's mm-hmm. I see them a half hour before. It's not like we discuss this. The other thing I would say that, I'm definitely going to work on, and and I would work on it with you guys next year. I do want to have some criteria, which I think always helps. I think even at the beginning of the panel, having a criteria because like... That's so amazing just to shut stuff down and be like, no, we're not doing that. And and that's the thing. I think that's where kind of like we fell short. And over the years, it's becoming more apparent that we want... I want a criteria. Just like as it came on the panel, like as it came about on the panel, Yachty being like, well, are you talking about the most hyped? Are you talking? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that we should work, we're, we're going to work together to have a criteria for the panel going forward to hopefully alleviate some of the chaos. I like the chaos, but criteria and chaos are two different things. And I both, I think there's a place for both of them. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you talk about it, it's like, when if you watch it back, it's like we mentioned it before. It's like the List Air Force One, right? Like Clark's on. <laughs> no, I think we should just discuss. It. It's fine. Clark's on stage, so obviously he's gonna root for his own shoe. Yeah. Right. Yes. Jim yes. Jones is on stage wearing the shoe, and when it comes yes. to maybe uh, discussing the most definitive top ten sneakers of the year, mm-hmm. Jim's maybe not the most like informed voice on there. Mm-hmm. He adds a lot to the sneaker discussion as a whole. But maybe if you're like talking about these are the 10 best shoes, maybe he's not the guy to break down the academic reasoning behind all of them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's fine. He says that himself, right? So you get like two people really like rocking for one shoe. Yachty likes the shoe as well. But it's not a shoe that when you talk to the overall uh, audience or the, the public over, or the uh, right. s- scope of sneaker culture, number one, that they even had a chance to buy or number two was like on their radar right. of a shoe they need to like talk about at the end of the year. So yeah. it's like, yeah, the, 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 the conversations get dominated by that one thing. And then it all of a sudden it's like, but that's not what we should be focusing on. Totally. Right. By the way, I also want to mix in here our personal favorites because mm-hmm. when we put these lists together, we try and set aside our personal yes. bias as much as we can. Should we yes. start with? We, no, I think we should we could just end. do per- this for two hours. I think we, we should. Talk do, about- I think we should do personal favorites at the end. Okay. Okay. Because okay, we go okay. through it. And yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. Cool. So let's go through. This is the final version of the complex sneaker of the yes. year list. And generally speaking, our criteria are the biggest, most important, best sneakers, and this has to do with our 
personal taste a little bit, but more what we feel is reflective of the audience and what the people reading our site, consuming our content like to see. These have to be sneakers that actually released. These have to be sneakers that a lot of people enjoyed that were yeah. cu- culturally important in this hobby of ours. Yeah. Yes, because we had a, we, I think we had a debate towards the end where we're like, hey, there might be a really niche shoe that people in the office like, but then yeah. we have to realize too that not everyone consuming these lists are niche New York City internet heavy sneaker collectors where which is what we are yes but you might say hey someone might say hey this really niche collab that i really love is a top 10 shoe of the year but then someone else reading it is probably going to say gratitude air jordan 11s are one of the biggest and my favorite shoes of the year so why is that that on the list you know and it's like you try to meld those two worlds i feel like that's where the disconnect happens on these i do agree it is refreshing when we had the fan episode and one of the kids on the episode was like I said sneaker of the year and, and Jordan, his name was, he was like uh, the Georgetown fives. And I think like that's another that's a shoe he like, got. It's like yeah. you have such a different perspective. It's a shoe you got and loved. It's like your favorite shoe. Yeah. And I love that perspective. And I don't know, like, I know we do the best air Jordans of the year, but like that is best a, GRs a, or something. Yeah. Like, listen, we should maybe do that. Honestly, best GRs, best GRs is actually a pretty We should list. do that. We okay. should do that guys. All right. Sorry. So I think to start it off, I know you said this is the top 10 list, but yeah. when we talk about the bubble, because the yeah, bubble yeah, to yeah, me yeah. is like the most like yep. argued portion of the list. It's not what's one or two. It's just what's yep. number 10, what's number 11. 12 it's, to 10. Yeah. 12 yeah. to 8. And, 12 and, to 8. Yeah. And I think the one shoe this year that I don't think it should have been, there could have been other shoes that are way closer to the list, but I think that was argued over the most mm-hmm. was Samba, right? We already talked about Samba. Yes. Should, yes. and I think... I don't know if you had brought it up, but it was the Wales Bonner Samba being yep. a number 10 yes. shoe of the year list. It didn't make the list, but that was one thing that didn't. we argued for. One of those bubble sneakers. It was right there, number 11. I thought deserved a spot because, and we go through this a lot on the list where we feel like there's a big moment in shoes or a big genre that is 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 important in the year. A la mesh, mesh runners. Mesh Y2K runners, and we'll talk about that later. But Sambas, where we feel like Sambas were huge this year, and we needed a shoe on there to be reflective of that. And to me... The biggest Samba moment is the Wales Bonner Samba, and it's the best one. It looks clean. It, it looks like a Samba that you've never seen before. I really like her as a designer. But Welty, you yeah. felt like it wasn't enough of a sneakerhead shoe to make. I the just cut. feel like it didn't. It didn't fit what our audience was looking for. Yeah. And sometimes I had to put like I wasn't even caping for that shoe. I was caping for it. Yes, and I do think looking back. After we ended up discussing the list, I think that if we were going to get a Samba in, I think that the Kith Clark Samba maybe had more mm, merits. Right to there, be, too. To more of a co- sneakerhead shoe. Yeah. It was a huge moment. I, I just don't want to yes. put out a list and not worrying too much about what people are going to say, mm-hmm. but just not be reflective somewhat of the people who are actually consuming the list, where we yeah. feel like we're out of touch. You know, I, I just don't want to put put that out there where, like you said, it's like, are we really going to argue to get the Wales Bonner Samba on the top 10? I was trying. Shoes of the year list where it's like 98% of the people consuming the list may have never even heard of that shoe mm. or even interacted with it. And they may think that a GR Jordan is much bigger and important in their world. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, did you want Wales Bonner Samba on there? I wasn't married to it, but also yeah. huge year for the Samba. That one seemed like it was the one that was always in your face online, kind Outside. of like breaking through. But it, yeah, but again, the Kith Adidas Clark's collab, that was on our mid-year list and I thought that it would make the end of the year well, list and it didn't. So, I think I think that shoe lost a lot of points 
for it being a pre-order and the shoes coming in so much later. I feel like if that- It sho- disturbs the hype on it. If that shoe had released and those shoes came out when people first saw them and everyone had them and wore them, not saying what Ronnie did with the with the pre-order was a bad thing letting people get the shoes, but if you want to talk about how things are appreciated in, yeah. the, in the hype yeah. sphere, wherever you want to call it at the end of the year, I feel like that kind of disturbed that shoe's natural flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. And also the other- uh, Kith shoe that we didn't even argue for that some people may put as a top 10 uh, sneaker of the year was the Kith Asics X-Men collaboration. I feel like I like those a lot, but I feel like people don't like Gel Light 3s that much yeah, right now, and Gel Light 3 is not the Asics shoe. It felt like a bigger, a bigger project, though. I feel like we could easily just do three hours on this thing, but I want to talk about... Can we talk about a couple no, 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 more go, bubble go, sneakers? Go, 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 okay, go. people were asking about Harito's Nike SB Dunk. I think that was a big shoe at the top of the year. I don't think it sustained really and i don't think anybody is talking about them and i haven't seen that many people wear them and also i think that nike sb dunks have cooled off a little bit so when we talk about sneaker of the year panel i feel like this is one of the riffs that we come across Mm. on it is that complex con we're in new york we may have maybe a new york bias Mm -hmm. complex con in la Mm -hmm. huge west coast bias nike sb dunks i feel like naturally gravitate a little more west coast Hmm. favoritism on it um just skateboarding okay in, in general but haritos and born and raised two i think born and raised was closer to making but it for two me, but two themes though yeah haritos and yeah. born and raised as a whole are just bigger on the west coast yeah than they are on the east coast so i can totally understand why someone on the west coast nike sb plus haritos plus born and raised born and raised i was i wanted to be on the list but I those things like as a whole like cult- culturally i feel like those I, I can understand maybe where people uh one of those yeah we're upset about it obviously urito is not my favorite in terms of just like straight color scheme i think the project i wouldn't say it came and went at all but i don't think that it's sustained enough to be on the end of the year list i think if we're talking about the born and raised versus the uritos i would go with born and raised but again what i said like i i just to your point brendan i've been a little dunked out you know yeah so uh, but yeah, those those didn't end up making the ten. I feel like the sneaker of the year list has to be representative too to like what's actually going on in sneakers. And mm-hmm. while dunks are still mainstream, I think we can all agree that, like Joe said, we're a little tired of them. So yeah. to mm-hmm. put dunks on the end of the year list, not that it can't be, yeah, just totally. doesn't it doesn't feel like what's going on right now. We wanted a mesh running shoe on here, a Y two K sneaker because that's a huge thing this year. Yes, nobody forgot Mesh yes. Boy Summer. I hope. Nope. And on the original no. version you of know the who list, didn't? Will Ferrell didn't. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> on the original Sorry. version of the list that we presented at ComplexCon, we had the sneaker I'm wearing here, the ALD 860 V2, and a shoe that I had campaigned cool. to be on the list because I feel like it's the best version yes. of mesh running shoes this year. And a sneaker I see outside a lot in New York. ALD is on fire right now. This is a clean yes. New Balance sneaker that they did. And like you said, East Coast versus West Coast. Yeah. I feel like that shoe isn't a West Coast shoe at all. So yeah. we put it on the screen at ComplexCon, everyone's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Panel did not like that one at number six, I'll tell you that much. And the crowd almost. No disrespect to the people on stage, but I take feedback more from the people in the room than the people who are but on the stage. But they didn't like it either, right? I know, I know, I know. But I just feel yeah. like this is a tough question we've had to grapple with. Like gotcha. how much do we incorporate that into 
changing our list and reflecting and figuring out what we got wrong. Well, I feel like back in the day with Soul Collector, yeah. for the top 10 shoes of the year, you guys actually just, I think a few years, just did a poll. Yeah, and I, that, like, I like that. I do and I don't, you know what I mean? Like it, We want to inject our taste into it a bit. Yeah, it, I'm not saying that uh, we don't want to listen to the people, but yeah. at the end of the day when it's a poll yeah. and that's it, it's almost like AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To some extent where our job becomes... <laughs> we're melting yeah. for the ALD 860 V2 that was on our original list mm-hmm. at number 6 and that's one of the shoes that didn't make our final list that we was one of the, the changes yeah. yes just because people the, the, the feedback on it was negative in the room and, and maybe it wasn't big enough as a singular shoe uh, some people at Complex Clan, I think Clark was asking for a Vomero to be on there a Nike Zoom Vomero 5 we felt like Vomero was big yes. this year but I think that to give that slot of mesh running shoe to the Nike shoe is it, it, a little bit off. Well, the reason why and I said this before, and people agree with me, so whatever, uh, is that the reason why mesh running shoes were big this year is because of Asics, New Balance, and Saucony really pushing that into the consciousness. And I know that Vumeros had come out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They completely flopped. Mm-hmm. The colors were awful on them. They're very, like, Forgettable. Neon, neon green, crimson red, bright blue, and it just didn't hit. Now they're back because the trend is there, but Nike didn't really set that trend. Yeah. They just kind of hopped along with it. And right, Nike's, so to give Nike that space Give Nike wrong. the credit for it, historically, isn't the move. Yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. why. Okay, sorry. I think <laughs> we've had so much preamble. We like, haven't got even to 10. be a three-hour right, Let's go to lit. number 10. I yes, know. Okay, number 10 on our revised no, final. 10. We stand yes. by this no matter what. We're right. Sneaker of the year list is the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 low. You didn't want this to be on the list. <sighs> and again, this isn't about my personal taste. but And this is a sneaker that we had ranked higher in the room at ComplexCon, yes. and we bumped down because everybody was like, no, number seven. why is that on there? We and, had it at number seven. And I keep asking why is that on there, and the answer to why is that on there that our larger group came up with is that this is still a huge sneaker. Popular. Travis Scott yes. is still the guy breaking records on sneakers every time. I don't care about yes. these. These are boring. He's honestly like jound level at Nike right now of how predictable it is. It's like the NPC of sneakers. It's just like stand in like, oh, the Travis Jordan where it's just – generic at this point you know but also we got to take listen we're not out of touch at all we're on we're still we're still in it we're still in the mud but guys let's just think we're getting older yes kids this is probably (laughs) maybe the children are wrong (laughs) no i guess no this is this is on kids christmas lists probably probably the number one one of the one of the top shoes on kids christmas lists again like you said and like i said on the panel still breaking records on sneakers and it just shows that Travis still has a hold on moving these Nikes. No matter these what. Jordans. It's still, Joe, it, it's still in terms of collectible sneakers toward the top and moved a lot more units than a lot of the sneakers yes. that we celebrate on this list. And, and we have to recognize that even if none of us are going to wear this sneaker. It's funny because um, a lot of people always will view me as, oh, all Matt wants is New Balance and Asics on the list, mm-hmm. right? That's my personal yeah. opinion. But I think yes. maybe you can attest that when we actually put these lists together at this point, I'm much more on the side of saying we should get the popular shoes of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've on, grown. On, you've grown. On the list because I know that that's maybe what the audience wants yeah, a little it's more. It's not totally a popularity contest, but we, 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 we yes, take that into we account. We listen, listen to the market. But the one place where we I went, went with that logic, a la Travis Scott, and we got it wrong. Mm-hmm. For for the complex comp panelists was putting the Drake 
knocked a glide on there, thinking that this is what the people like. JLP that was it was joke was Joe hard for that I sneaker. Like, I feel like kowtowed a little bit, giving you a, a bone on on there, Joe, knowing it was one of your favorite shoes, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can admit that. That's so the both of you don't think it should have been. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I gave we took you it a off. bone on that one, Joe. And everybody okay. in the room at Compost okay. Con was saying, "Get that shoe off of there." So we got that shoe off of there. There's no knock to glide, no OVO shoes at all on our top ten. Okay, I still like that shoe. That's fine. Yeah, no, I know some of our colleagues like that shoe as well. It just wasn't me caping for it. I would agree that that one at what was it, number nine, that elicited a crowd reaction. Number where nine, yeah. Your boy was up there like this. Sweating a long hour up here, okay. <laughs> and number nine, I was so like, I thought, I, I thought I had Jim. I, I was, I knew. Well, Jim you had Jimmy, and, you had and, Jimmy, but you thought you had Yachty. Yachty's like Drake's best yeah. friend until all of a sudden, Action Bronson is best friend. But I said, you know, I had the, I had my ear. The production is, it's gonna be a long hour up here, all right. And that was number nine. I, I want to say, I'm, I'm happy people are arguing about these things because. They always should, and they always should challenge our opinions and our takes on these things. But let's not forget that our top three or four were pretty unanimously agreed upon, and nobody top, had an issue with that. I think that, the but, top five was like pretty much but like the back half. And yeah, these are close calls. The back half, everyone's like, but, but that's always the one. Wrong. This is like the people the, usually argue. Unless you make a super controversial decision. Yeah, I think a few years ago, people got more upset about our top shoes of the year. Yeah, when we said that we didn't want Dior or Chunky Dunky. And I still stand by that. Yeah. I still stand. Fat Joe didn't like that. I still Fat stand like by that. I, I, I don't care for those Isn't shoes the still point to this day. that you can't get them? Isn't the point <laughs> that they're rare? But what was what was number nine? Okay, yes. Sorry. We're, it's going to take us so, so long no, go, to get to this for list. It. Yeah, we, number nine is J-Tips Saucony Grid Azura 2000. And this people were sneaker, mad that, that wasn't on the list. This is a sneaker we left off the initial complex con list, and there were a lot of boos, and people felt like this shoe should be on there. Also, J-Tips friend of all of ours and was in the yes. building go watch the episode it's no slight to j tips or anything on on that accord right we didn't have it on the complex con list but you know i think you saw the reaction j tips obviously had the Saucony booth mm-hmm. at complex con re-released the new collaboration there saw the reaction there and we were arguing at the end saying i think it was actually an argument we're saying J Tips versus Wales Bonner Samba, even though J Tips was number nine and Travis was number 10, we were arguing between the two. And you said, you know what? At the end of the day, the J Tips shoe means much more to what this sneaker footwear collector community is mm-hmm. than what Wales Bonner does. So we're going to ride with the side of what the community cares about versus some shoe that we think is cool. Perfectly said. But for the sake of the list, this is the one that replaced the Knock the Glide, essentially, not the Wales Bonner one. Yeah, I think it's not easy to say like one to one like that. We did so yeah. much shifting, okay. but yeah, okay. it's it's in that slot. And I think what Wealthy said is exactly right. Okay, so that was your thought process when we went when when we went back uh, yep. after the complex comp panel. And we're saying, hey, he made a sock and he hot, which isn't the easiest thing to do. Yeah, you got to grade those things on a curve. Uh, absolutely. And J Tips' shoe feels like a small shoe numbers wise compared to a lot of these things. I think only a fraction of the people who know about the J Tips Saucony compared to a Travis Scott Jordan 1 or Air, or Jordan, Air Jordan 3 or something like that. But I still think he has a big effect when you look at sneaker heads and, and this niche thing that we come from and him being from this scene as well and all his legitimate connections to you it. You know what I love? And I think that this speaks volumes. Some people have this number one. A lot of people have this number one on their list. Yachty bought it number at one. live on stage. Yes. 
Number one's too high up. All respect. Same, to Tibbs, same. But, but the fact that a lot of people have this, their sneaker. I know. Of the if, year, if so many people have it as sneaker of the year something. and we don't have it at all, then it's like, oh shit. Maybe sometimes that does you gotta to look. You gotta start looking at yourself. Sometimes <laughs> I look at the man in the you mirror. Know, it's not a mirror, but come on. I think it sums it up is that a lot of people like to champion or rally around someone who feels relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Tips is a person who I don't want to say he's just a man of the people, but he's. Kind of more so, like he feels like he's in it with yes. everyone who's yes. who's buying it. Um, he, a peer rather than a person you. Look yes, up he's to. not uh, putting himself in the ivory tower, looking down upon the sneaker world. It feels like he's more out in the trenches uh, a little bit, and, and we want to celebrate that. We want to reward that. And he had his second release, and it seems like it sustained yeah. the hype. And a lot of people had bought into the second release because they saw how uh, coveted the first one. Mm-hmm. Became and people maybe who didn't even know who Jay Tips was at first, he's been able to convert fans. Yeah, and I think that that kind of speaks to his impact. And a lot of these people on this list, these collaborators or collaborators we talk about in general, if they did a Saucony sneaker, it wouldn't sell like Jay Tips Saucony sneaker. Jay Balvin Saucony would not hit. Nope. Oh, okay. no, no shots. He's Good on the point. list, but yeah, it wouldn't hit. Yeah, yeah, you said Jay Tips, man. The people on the footwear news red carpet, he was grilled out. He was looking flexy then, though. <laughs> Man, and the people had the gold grills. I saw it, Jay We saw it, we saw it. I saw it, Jay Tips. Go ahead, King. Number eight on our official We're Not Wrong Ever final complex sneaker of the year list. (laughs) Action Bronson, New Balance, 990 V6, Baklava. Oh, this could have been higher. In my my personal opinion, I'm not going to push my personal agenda like people (laughs) think I do. Yeah. But this, for me, Mm -hmm. is like a... A personal opinion, like a top two, top three shoe of the year. Yeah. Ooh. But you okay. realize that's not the case for no, the and I know, and I, and I never made a case yeah. for it to be that high. Tell us why it's a great shoe. We spoke about it with Bronson. Go watch the episode from last week. But you get a lot of collaborators who they say, oh, my lifelong dream has been to do a Jordan. No crap. Everyone wanted to do a, <laughs> to do a shoe, you know? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but... But no it's crap like, is but hilarious. It's like, are, He's are boomered you, out today. Yeah, I know. But I'm a wazoo. Are you? But it's like you're, aside from a few, it's like you really weren't the biggest Jordan collector or like Jordans mm. weren't an integral piece of your identity as like style-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Like you liked them. Everyone did, you mm-hmm. know? And it's cool that you got to do a shoe. It's a it huge, sounds like you're talking to somebody else on this list. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not. Yeah, I'm genuinely just in general. Not. Yes. But Action Bronson and New Balance, the connection between the yeah. two – been so legitimate long-standing so long coming he's been wearing the shoes over 30 years got the tattoo on his arm as he came up as an artist he was like one of the true connoisseurs of the brand before it ever popped off rode through it through thick and thin the brand hated on him at one point wouldn't give him his just due remember who fronted finally gets the the credit the accreditation or validation from the company and does sort of the shoe of his dreams. And it's like, yeah. how can you, and it gets very well received. How can you not want to rally behind something yeah. like that? On a modern silhouette, too. Mike favorite colorway is the first one, you know? And then, like LeBron did with the two chains deluxe, he followed up. He said, Give him another one. Give him another one. And he did the total. What if we just one. go ahead and give him two more? Exactly. <laughs> to do the two colorways. And have them be so drastically different, but have both yes. of them hit on the same level. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy yes. accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serve two different I have a question, legitimate guys. purposes. What? Tell us. It's not the end of the year. If we want to be, if we want to really be factual, it's not the end of the year. Very close. Would the Joe Fresh Goods New Balance make this end of the year list? It's hard because it's like 
I want to say yes because I think this shoe on like especially this Oof. blue pair, these are these are amazing, right? But you don't want to be wrong, right? And if a shoe's only been out for a week, very hard to it's judge. It's very hard to gauge. I agree. How much people are going to care? I'm not saying that. I don't think. I think people are going to care about these a lot. When I spoke mm -hmm. to Joe earlier oh. this year, when he did the Jumpman, yes. Uh, 650s or stuntman 650s yes that you <laughs> don't get us in legal trouble he said Careful he now. had a shoe at the end of the year that uh he knows it's not going to be on the sneaker of the year list because it's going to come out too late yeah but it said it may be the best the best v4 that ever etc but yeah i was just thinking that when i'm looking at it you know i have the outro pair but uh, it, it's something yeah it, i agree that it just dropped so we like We'd have to see. Pump, yeah, hold. I hold wouldn't the, even hold say recency bias, but yeah, you can make an argument. There could definitely Another be an sneaker argument. In the same vein is the Nike Cactus Flea Two, and maybe that shoe is mm. just too ugly to some people to make the cut. Regardless, I still like it because it's a zany ass sneaker, and we well, saw it, it a ton of those love, at ComplexCon. It got a lot of love at ComplexCon, but I also feel like that was almost like a. The perfect environment, yeah, for that it's to like wear the, that it's shoe, like yeah. the biodome for that for that yeah, shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. Or everyone's getting weird fits off, anyways, and that's the weirdest looking shoe. Yeah, but outside certainly of a that, statement shoe. Certainly more interesting than some of the things on this list. Here's what I would also say about that shoe. I don't think I could pull it off. I will say something about that shoe. When you take it off the shelf or you hold it in your hand, you're like the There's cactus no flea too. It weighs 15 pounds, your wrist hurts. <laughs> well, it's just like there's, it's, there's like there's just no way I can make the shoe look good. At ComplexCon, there was a lot of people wearing them. Fits were gotten off. It all looked good. It, they all, all of them looked good to me. All of them. Every time I see it, I was not I was just not like, oh wow. See, like we, we affirm yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. No. So many fits that I saw, people got them off. Our own Aya had a fit, got it off. It's big, big baggy pants shoe. Yeah, sort of shoe you see someone with like a, a sleeveless vest, like no shirt underneath. Like <laughs> very of the moment shoe. I think it's a good shoe right now, but it may look crazy in a couple years, and we would never look crazy in a couple years with our complex list. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can, yeah. Keep, exactly. There's so much. I, I really yeah. want to make this a three-hour podcast. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Um, number seven on our official final complex sneaker of the year list, top ten, is the Terror Squad Nike Air Force One. This is the shoe. And it moved is up. This it is the DJ up. Khaled Air Jordan. Well, I would say the list is the DJ Khaled Air Jordan 5 of this year, meaning that it's the shoe that got pushed The list, up, meaning the list Air Force 1. Was the one that, like, magically, it's like, why is... It wasn't even on the list, and then all of a sudden, it's like a top five shoe according no, to No, it the, was on the list, though. No, 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 hold on. Last year, yeah. the DJ Khaled Air Jordan 5 wasn't even on... I don't our know. list. Well, he wasn't even on our list, and then all of a sudden it manifested itself as like a top five shoe of the year. Because a lot of people on the Complex Comp panel yes. know DJ Khaled personally and wanted to celebrate his shoe, which I understand, but for us, mm -hmm. that was a and touching top And it's also like 10. the, the Terror Squad Air Force One, I do think good shoe, but it's also it got pushed up further on the Complex Comp panel because a lot of people on stage close connections to fat joe and yeah. that shoe yeah. so it's like and we had that at number 10 going into the panel and our original list we had it at number 10 it ended up at number seven at complex con and it ended up number seven on our final list this was a shoe i had to be careful about personally not championing too hard because i think this is one of the best shoes of the year and it's probably in my personal top five and i love a sneaker that's relatively plain like this but has legitimate history it's the 
actualization of a footwear dream from 20 years ago, not unlike yeah, the situation yes. you described with Action Bronson. Fat yep. Joe was paying Nike employees under the table in the early 2000s to make exclusives for him. And those Nike employees weren't supposed to be doing that. Somebody got fired over it. Just such such a cool history. The lean back video, the TS stamp on the sneakers. And now yes. it's become way later when Joe himself is in a different phase in his life, a legitimate release from Nike. I love that. Also, listen. I don't want to single anything out. I don't want to single a shoe out. You wore the Brooklyn Off-White Air Force Ones, the green. You said you didn't walk 10 steps and they crumbled. The yeah. the toe box wrinkled. These Terra Squad Air Force Ones, they don't crumble. The leather on the toe box doesn't crumble. That's you got to say something about that's it's a there's something to shoe. say about that. Yeah. I think I think one of the the toughest things about this shoe though is that I feel like a lot not that it doesn't mean something. Yeah to people and it's not everything that you said it was but i feel like when we talk about the end of the year list i yeah. feel like it gets a lot of its accolades maybe from its like media rollout where it's seemingly jennifer lopez has a pair bill clinton has a pair fat joe's promoting it 24 7 yeah we're on the complex but i like that you okay. have to factor that stuff no, I, I, like that I, stuff. I get it i get it i get it hold on and then you know you're on the complex comp panel you know i yep. wasn't we're up, we're watching it, and you have Yachty. <laughs> we're watching from the Yachty, crowd being thrown okay. under the bus every ten minutes. Yachty, Jim Jones, <laughs> me too, though. Clark Kent, they're all championing the shoe yeah. on stage, but it's the one shoe where I wonder where the people watching this and the people at home, if the Terror Squad Air Force One was really as impactful to those people. I know what you mean. As it was the people who are trying to influence things out there. Yeah, it's a sneaker nerd shoe. But I think we're here to be sneaker nerds to an extent. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I like it at, at number seven. It being an Air Force One doesn't help a ton. I mean, I love the Air Force One. The Air Force One is an incredibly important shoe. We could talk for hours just about the Air Force One. But I think people in general aren't wearing Air Force Ones very much right now. So I think that didn't give it a lot of favors. Although you wouldn't want the shoe to be anything other than an Air Force One. I also love that you could get them. Couldn't yeah. a lot of people get them? Yeah, yeah you yeah. could. And I, I feel like to some extent, though, that... Air Force One is a more popular shoe. I mean, is a is a one like the most popular shoes. Yeah. But I feel like if you were to go to a sneaker con or something like that, you may be more likely to see an Action Bronson 990 on foot at an event like that than you would see the Terra Squad Air Force One. Hmm. I don't think so. I kind of agree I with so. I kind of agree with Wealthy here. To that Maybe super I'll... hyper sneaker nerd audience, I feel like that was a much more collectible shoe. Yeah. Than Terra Squad Air Force Ones. Maybe. I just feel like you could – I feel like we always talk about like if someone was like, hey, what's a good gift? What's a good sneaker to get for the year that you could get that you don't have to pay crazy resell, but it's like a really good shoe? I'm recommending – Yeah, I mean totally, totally, but yeah. You're recommending – sorry, you're recommending the the Terror Squad, the Fat Joe one? Yes. Okay. Okay. Next sneaker on our list. This is a sneaker that number six – Fittingly, the Nike Kobe 6 Reverse Grinch. This sneaker hadn't come out when yes. we did the list yep. for ComplexCon, and it hadn't come out by the time ComplexCon happened, so it wasn't up for consideration then. But this is just such a home run shoe, a beautiful shoe, a shoe celebrating Kobe's legacy, a shoe taking a classic colorway and flipping it. I feel like if we look back, it's one of those shoes that if we look back in 10 years and mm-hmm. look at our list, mm-hmm. And then that shoe isn't on the list. Yeah, it's gonna be like one of those like weird asterisks. Like, oh, you guys didn't have the reverse Grinches on there because I feel like in ten years this is still gonna be a popular shoe. Yeah, yeah. Relatively simple, not controversial sneaker. 
it took a long time for Nike to get the reboot of the Kobe line right, but I think this is exactly right. I feel like it may be a shoe that the three of us um, might not be as hyped on or running out to get or run out to these. yell about, but Kobe still huge. Kobe 6, his most popular shoe mm-hmm. of all time. Grinch, maybe the most popular Kobe of all t- time, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Not, our, not our good friend, Mr. Daryl Glover. But yes, not his favorite, but he, he even says, you know, to the kind of the casual Kobe collector, yeah. the Grinch is the most popular. You flip it. When I first saw that shoe, wasn't as hyped on it. The mm. reds didn't look as bright as they did in. Oh, they're vibrant. IRL. No, but in the, in the early samples, you're yeah. just like, eh, what is it about it? We saw the shoe on foot of Tony Finau at Complex Con doing this show. And you know what? Uh, it looked good. You're going to see it NBA. 20, Everywhere. 24-7, kids, collectors, et cetera, are all going to be hyped on it. So there it is. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm cool with this. I, I think – do you think anyone likes the reverse better than the regular no. one? I, that's no, right? sacrilege. If anybody no. does, they're not going to say seen it. People, okay. I've, I've seen people doing the the mix match, and I kind of already hate really? it. Really? Yeah. One left, one right? I'm so colorblind, okay. they wouldn't make a difference to me. You know what? You know why I'm happy <laughs> that this shoe's on the list is because we could have racked our brains and come up with some sort of like hot sneaker collaboration that not many people got. Yeah, some cool yeah, critical and, choice. And that could have been there, and people would have argued about it, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes it's it's nice just to do the easy work and take something non-controversial <sighs> that you know is going to be big and just throw a fast ball down the middle, and that's what this shoe is. I know what you mean, but I think sometimes we rely a little bit too much on these lists and in sneakers as a whole on consensus versus actual taste or being critical, but mm. that's a different conversation yeah. for a different day. Cool. Number five. Number five. On our sneaker of the year list. Joe, do you have a pair of these? J Balvin Jordan 3? I do. The white? I do. Shouts to J Balvin. He sent that whole package. Appreciate that. Listen, this was another shoe that I feel like the crowd in the panel was okay with. It ended up number five on our final list. It was also number five on the list that went into Complex Con. So it kind of stayed where we thought it was in, in the beginning of the process and at the end. Well, I think overall, it's a good shoe. Jay Balvin, his Jordan 1s, I think were pretty well received. Big, mm-hmm. big. Kind of, it, w- it was like, but it was also like a love it or hate it sort of shoe in the sense that. But it was a moment. It was yeah, a it moment. Was. I'm just saying it was love it or hate it in the sense that that shoe is so bright and out there that some people love yes. it and yeah. people are like, oh, right, I, I, I could never wear the it. Two? I feel like this one is just kind of almost like a, I don't want to say like a paint by numbers, but it's Jay Balvin, big collaborator, Air Jordan 3. Just makes sense. Yeah, it, it's not they super did, clean. They didn't do too much to it, but they reimagined literally the heel logo. And I feel like every time that they do an Air Jordan Three, where they redo the Jumpman logo on the back into some sort of custom logo, it's a big deal. So yeah, but what well, you skipped over the two? That shoe was not great. Well, it wasn't received like the one at all. I feel like the two kind of came and went a little bit. For and sure. To be honest, guys, when you have like one down or one shoe that kind of comes and goes. The pressure is on for the next one, and I think this one was very well received, which yeah. which I thought was was really good for Balvin because the two, the two. Well, it's also wasn't it's a two, as, and, but, it, but it's a exactly, two. and that's the other thing. The other thing, the two is a tough sell, but I think for him to come back in his third collaboration with this, that I would say is pretty close to universally. Not, not. I wouldn't say loved, but like this is a good shoe. Oh, celebrate! I think that it, 
Yeah, well, I think that a, it, it, it uh, makes sense at number five. But it's also it's J Balvin, right? Where it's it's a it's a very big collaborator in the sense that if you're yes. not as big of a collaborator and you have a dud, maybe it's over for you or like a little bit of interest starts to leave. But when mm. you're that big of a superstar, I feel like you get a little bit of leeway or grace on not having such a popular collaboration in the lineup. Sure. You know, where it's like your name is still going to ring bells. Um, that shoe done by... Um, guest of the show frank cook who had his hand on a lot of hype air jordan stuff throughout the years kind of makes sense that they cooked up literally another hype air jordan so joe do you think this is jay yeah. balvin's best jordan collaboration yet i like the one better okay you're still on the one i think this is his best bar none i like the one because i think aesthetically this may be the best one but i love that the one he came out first collaboration took i would say it was risky all those colors and yeah. That I, I give that a lot of props, and I think like that's why. And with the with the mix and match kind of like buttons on it and stuff like that. So I think the one is my favorite, but I thought this was a very very solid shoe. Hopefully the black ones drop. You know I'm signed up for those. Remember, uh, <laughs> remember Scotty Pippen sitting next to us on the full size run couch wearing a pair of size 16 J Balvin ones. <laughs> Quite an absurd looking shoe on foot. Okay, number four on our list. <sighs> Oh. It was met. It was. Oh. It was met with what you guys said. It was. Met I feel with like this shoe. Could, I feel like this shoe could have. If you want to say that Travis Scott could have came off the list, I feel like this shoe could have came off the list. Disagree. And the, you. And the universe would have been fine. Thank you, LT. No, I disagree. I disagree. But maybe it, it, listen, number maybe four. Maybe I'm say out of it, touch. But it, again, I think it. it's the children who are out of touch. Say it. The Tiffany Nike Air Force One, a shoe I've been hating on all year. Good. It should be. Let me ask you guys. I wasn't in the last meeting about this final list. Was there any other talk on this or just the usual talk that we've been saying over the past year where some people think it was too simple, you guys. Some people think it was it was fine. I think we all just felt defeated and we just said whatever. I think we just said whatever. Okay. We're like <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I feel like we all just I feel like we all just rolled over like a like a dead Wealthy dog and I were tired of said. fighting the fight. Joe, can you campaign for this sneaker here? I feel like you like it in a way that Wealthy and I don't, Joe, I mean, tell, Joe, and I tell don't us, like Joe, it at all. Tell us why this is such a good shoe besides the fact that it's a black hype Air Force One. Go. Okay. Here's what I would say for me. I love the Tiffany colorway in general. You guys know that. Now, this isn't an all Tiffany colorway because I do not like the friends and family. That shoe is cheeks. This one is way better to me than the friends and family. Sure. I like... Black suede Air Force Ones. When PG posted those Amon Meunier he Air Force Black Ones, suede Air Foam Posit Ones too. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> but Joe, I said, I said, I said, <laughs> give, give us, give Sorry. us a campaign on the shoe that doesn't involve you liking black sneakers. Big collaboration, a lot of hype. That was that it was discussed on the panel. There was a lot of hype, but a lot of negativity too. Polarizing for sure. Polarizing for sure. I think a project. I love to see Carmelo. In the they should have let assets. I thought that was awesome. That to me alone isn't a reasoning enough to make it that high. Like the fact that Carmelo Anthony was, which is I'm cool, just saying, listen, but it's just not a reason to make thing a top four shoe of the I'm year. I'm just saying things that I liked about it. Maybe this is one where it is too high, but I definitely think I definitely don't agree with you guys that it shouldn't not have been on the list. Four, I do think anytime you get into the top five, it should be as undebatable as possible. I could see that. But for me, this is in my top five. It always has been. And we could agree to disagree. We have I been just, for the I past just, year. 
Yeah, I just think there was so much corny about Deshu, especially the Alexander Arnaud courtside oh. photo. Nothing, nothing will erase that in my memory. How, t- but... how tight were those shoes? <laughs> Not tight enough. <laughs> the, 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 this this is a big sneaker. This is one of those ones where it's a big shoe. And again, it's too big to fail. And I hate shoes that are too big to fail to some degree. Uh, when it comes like, to collaborations, we, uh, where it's like people in Nike are be like, hey, if we put these two things together, no matter what we do, whether we make it good or bad, it's still going to get the same reaction out of it that we're hoping for. So we're almost like mailing it in to, to some degree. I don't know. It's it's one of those ones too where like you have to look. We don't use this as the ultimate barometer, but we do use this sometimes to to gauge how well a shoe is received. It's like the resale market where like people are paying a lot of money for these. Here, a, wa- a lot of people want these, so that tells us that but, this is a big shoe to an extent. Yes, I, I feel I feel like it's really hard to to gauge the resale value on this because the shoe does sell for over a thousand dollars, and not a lot of shoes do anymore. Mm-hmm. There was a t- day and age pandemic era if a shoe went over a thousand bucks it meant it was a hot shoe right but i feel like it's really hard to be like this shoe's a thousand dollars that means it's hot because number one the retail for that shoe was wasn't it three hundred and fifty dollars right three or four yeah four i think it was sorry it was four hundred the retail that shoe was four hundred dollars and it's a luxury brand so the retail price is already super high on it and then you add in the fact that it's targeting a consumer that's willing to pay a lot of money for stuff because it's like a uh, like throwing like louis vuitton yeah. dior etc on it where it's not just a, a a general nike product where people say hey i really like this it's hype i'm going to spend a ton of money on it i feel mm. like that naturally inflates it to a point listen uh, you know what tried to put me on the spot to plead my case about this can we just say you guys is this not a quintessential, you know, big JLP say. shoe? <laughs> right? It's a big JLP shoe. It is. It is. Okay. That's why it's on my personal top. What's Joe, what's a more, uh, where would you put higher on your personal list, though? A Cold Wall Air Max Pluses or Tiffany Air Force Ones? We're, we're rocking with Dr. Samuel Ross. No, you spoiled it because a cold wall was going to be the one that was one of my personal favorites. Oh. That's not on the list. I'll, so, I'll say one. I'll say one more thing about the Tiffany Air Force Ones, because again, I don't like to defend the shoe. I don't like the shoe, but it's a relatively inoffensive, big collaboration that a lot of people still went out and tried to buy to to a level that wasn't the case for a lot of the other shoes on this list. It probably had a lot more interest on the sneakers app or wherever they launched it. Way more people trying to buy that shoe. And that's something that we don't want to ignore. We don't want to ignore if there's a huge sneaker that is aimed at us sneaker collectors, sneaker nerds. If there's a huge shoe that is performing well in the secondary market that has interest before and after it releases, we can't just ignore that as much as I would like to ignore the shoe. But maybe, maybe after this podcast, we can just never talk about the shoe again. Can we do that? We'll see. I should be so good lucky. Good defense, though. I, I, I don't think. I don't, Again, I'm, I'm I hate. Get, the, I I'm, hate to defend it. I'm gonna get hate for this, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna say it anyways. Mm-hmm. I think a Tiffany Air Force One is the sort of shoe that, even though it is a hype shoe, it's a rare shoe, mm-hmm. etc. I don't think that I'd ever come across someone wearing a pair of Tiffany Air Force Ones and think, "Wow, that person's really into sneakers. They're gonna have something interesting to say." <laughs> okay. The most. I love that we got the most okay. Matt Wealthy possible comment. Right okay. at the buzzer, at the very end, at the very last episode right. of the year. Can go. we? Can we? We can even go quickly through our top three because this should be yeah. pretty unanimous. Cortez, Nike Air Max ninety five, number three. 
People liked it on the panel. They we did, loved it. I wouldn't say feathers ruffled on it, but it was like the shoe that maybe people weren't expecting in the top three. This one is so solid. Right, but just a classic Air Max so collaboration. Solid. We don't have enough so of those solid. right now. People aren't paying enough attention to those classic Air Maxes. Also wears very well. Look at the screen. I've been wearing <laughs> these a ton. Can't relate. I don't have a pair. D Matt, they look pretty crisp still, right? Look at it. <laughs> no, those look cooked. Uh, Do they? They might have yeah. needed to use the Fat Joe leather on them, the Terror Squad leather. Different Damn, set of cows, I was but. wrong. No, I think those shoes are great. I've been clocking a lot of steps in them, so if they're cooked, they don't look cooked uh, looking at them down, but maybe close up. But I've been clocking a ton of miles. I think in they them. look great. Three colorways, all good. I actually like the green pair mm. the most. Uh, reminds mm. me of the Monster Air Max 95s. Yes, uh, the hype yes. around the shoe was real. They did it at the the release at the bodega. There was the lease in, release in France where people were on top of the tourist bus. Uh, yeah, people going wild for sneakers in real life is something I want to see. And I think so much about the rollout around shoes. And yes. when you can create real-life frenzy, especially for a brand like Cortez that is relatively new, relatively young, to have people come out and flood the streets like this, beautiful. Yeah, yep. I, I think that seeing that, um, something that wasn't necessarily a home run for mm -hmm. Nike, that's where sometimes with Nike I get a little like frustrated where it's just like like a, a Ben & Jerry's or Dior mm -hmm. or Tiffany. Where Too obvious. Yeah, you're like, oh, we know this shoe's going to be big. Biggest possible partner. Yeah, big before we even make it. It feels a little boring. On That's why I just don't get excited for it. But Cortez, it's like you're taking a, a chance on it where yeah. you don't know if it's going to be big or not, and then it happens to be big. I feel like those are the moments worth celebrating. Awesome. Can, can we go quick through the top two? I feel like these are Let's these are easy. Air Jordan 3 reimagined as our number two sneaker of the year. Yes, it's a retro. Controversial shoe. Controversial shoe how? Uh, the quality control. Yeah. I think oh, the quality, quality control. control issues dinged it a little bit, but still a beautiful sneaker if you've got a pair that didn't have the elephant print fucked yep. up. The mismatch. Yeah. But th those, I think, are minor marks against it. I think this is still one of the best sneakers of all time. Still a beautiful shoe whenever they do the retro right. has Nike Air on the back. Mm -hmm. The faux aging, yes. I could take it or leave it, but it helps it feel different because we need that sometimes when it's a shoe you've seen over and over again. I'm glad to finally own a pair of Air Jordan 3s with Nike Air on the back and the white cement colorway. Never had the 88 nice before. Although, yeah. although... Funny to find them pop up at Ross this week. Yeah, the gigantic yeah. sizes, right? <laughs> Size we, 17 and 18, did but yeah, that was your funny. local Rosses to look for a pair? I did it. I did it. I did it. But they were popping up for sure around the country. This is Big one of those sizes. shoes that you just can't really be mad at. Although I'm mad at myself for getting a 10 and a half. Because I'm Need of a course 10. a true ten. Is the, so is the, is the leather toe box a little? Uh, I didn't. I haven't worn them yet. There's a little more tumble than the leather than normal. I haven't worn them yet, but beautiful shoe. I wore them. Yeah, I really? wore Air Jordan threes. Yeah, of course I wore them on the show. Oh, I sorry, I don't, I don't remember. I believe you. I just don't remember. We'll check the tape. <laughs> Do we need to say anything more about this shoe other than Joe's not going to wear it because it's white, but he still loves it? I don't think so. Perfectly. Joe, what, put. Would, what would you rather wear? Uh, <laughs> the important questions. Air Jordan white cement reimagines, or the upcoming awful bread forest with the leather. <laughs> Oof. Putting I'm, not them on the spot once better, again. I'm not saying it's a better shoe by any stretch. I would be more likely to wear the the black leather breads, though. I think just because bread four is just leather because pants? it's an all leather leather jacket <laughs> from Ruder to Tudor. <laughs> That's nasty work. <laughs> Number one sneaker of the year. Nike SB Air Jordan 4. We rushed through this on the panel because we ran out of time. But we also it was This should knows. be unanimous, right? People agree on this, right? I We're, think so. 
I think so. It's funny because beforehand, it was like a shoe that the lead up to it, no one thought that it was this was going to be the end all be all. Yes. Mm. Like it was because I feel like there was so much working against the shoe to some degree where it's everyone was super hyped on the project, Joe LaPuma included, when he thought it was a triple black Air Jordan 4 when he Done. saw Done. What are your sources saying? Any update on I that? I still or? have no information about a possible black You saw Costin and P-Rod wearing it. Um, then we find out that it's going to be a white and green shoe, and everyone's like, what the heck? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want that. Yeah. Then you find out there's a gum sole on it, and then you find out the shoes uh, now are now coming around. around. You find out there's some, there's some red up, hits okay. on it. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, and then now you got my attention. They yep. do. They bring back that classic Nike SB Energy skate shop releases, uh, having to buy non-dunk SBs at Nike to get access to the shoes on the sneakers app, right? Yeah, um, and and how they rebuilt the shoe a bit to be better, more comfortable, suited for skaters. The whole SB Sandy Bodecker yep. historic, you know, a little historical connection like that. Yeah. Is enough for me. Not 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 enough to make it a top ten shoe of the year, but enough to make something special. I love I, this. Did, is such a rich shoe. Did Meek Mill make it top ten? <laughs> oh, I don't know that that viral clip. But also Alyssa Steamer coming on the podcast and letting it be known that two years that Nike SB skaters were wear testing them. That did a lot for me. We talked about the story. Exactly. We talked about Knowing the Jerry what Lorenzo went into the shoe. Yep. We talked about the Adelaide a couple weeks ago, but Alyssa saying that. And that they wear tested them, and they took the the, the same feedback, aesthetic of yeah. the Jordan Four, beefed up the technical details. You had Costin P Rod wear testing them for two years. Do this, don't do that. Put a little something here. Take a. You're right, Dave. Bless you. Put a little something <laughs> over here. Take a little bit out of the tongue here. That means something. Incredible. Hats off to Jordan. Number Brand. one. Hats off to Nike SB. I hope people agree with us. If not, we will we will look we will look at the comments. So let us know if you still think the list is a little bit off. We're happy. But there's Listen, so much more to talk about. Let us know this list how you guys feel. How how But we're not making any more changes know. regardless. No, this is it. Unless this we can it. take the tip. I've been through there. you know Jimmy Butler in the in the finals when he when he was over the the tired over the, the bench. <laughs> yeah. We'll put the Getty in. That's how I feel with these complex con sneaker of the year lists. So this is it, the final list. Okay. What should we talk should we talk about very briefly our our favorite sneakers of the year. I don't yes. think we need a number, but I only have like two kind of. Say I it. got the blue Air Max, a cold wall TNs. And Cortez 95s? Cortez 95s are on the list. Here's the other one. Coincidentally, these are both TNs Air Max Plus. Yes. I got the Barcelona Pada ones on my list as well. I'm right there with you, Joe. Okay. I love those. I love those. I'm not saying that they were a top f- three for me, but they're in my. Top 10 for sure, and they didn't come up on our list. Same with a cold wall, the black one, the blue one. And it's been a big Air Max year for me, personal, wearing a ton of Air Max 95s, but these Air Max Pluses also. Yeah, I'm 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 in on the Air Max Plus moment with you. I'm loving TNs right now. So pot of TNs are on my mm-hmm. picks for personal favorites. I'll always remember where I was when I first saw the photo of the shoes and it always endears me more to a shoe when I'm able to interview people who are involved in it and really understand the history. Yes. And that helped me out with this sneaker, and I came to love it even more. Go read the piece that I wrote about it. But even before that, just off of seeing one JPEG, I was like, this is yes. a hot shoe. This shoe is this shoe is hard regardless of what the story on it is. So Potatiens are big for me. Terror Squad Air Force Ones are big yep. for me. And that's another shoe that I wrote about, and it helped mm-hmm. endear me to them. 
Cortez 95s I really love. I don't have a pair of those. That's probably my biggest like miss from this year is yep. not getting the Cortez 95s. Also, Ramelzi Dunk. I, I got a pair of the Supreme Ramelzi Dunks. Okay. Thank you to the person who helped me out with those. I, I wish those were bigger. I wish more people yeah, cared about didn't, them. But didn't uh, didn't uh, connect. That's fine. Wealthy, how about you? Personal uh, favorites? The one shoe, still haven't gotten a pair. It's 991 V2. You love it. Made in UK. I love that shoe. I cannot wait till I get it on my foot, and mm. then I will be truly also, co-signed by in love with it. Co-signed by? Action Bronson. Action Bronson. And? Anders Holm. Every time you tweet about it, Wealthy. Who? I don't <laughs> oh, uh, one Mr. Aaron Feig, Ronnie. Got it. I, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I don't see all of his tweets. Yes. There we go. Every <laughs> he time said, he, he tweets about it, Ronnie shoe, replies. Top five shoe of the year. Got it. Got Ronnie it, got said. it, got it. Um, also, obviously, Bronson. I will put that up there as one of my favorite shoes of the year. And a few other shoes. Uh, A6 1130, highs and lows. Uh, the white birch pair. Love those. And up there, 1906. Nice. Um, I, those are the shoes for me. Um I think a shoe that this year that came out that we forgot about. Oh no! Do we have to do this whole no, thing no, over? No, no, we no, got no, two no, more no, no. That, came, that came and went. That came and went. That right, right. maybe would have predicted would have been a top ten shoe of the year at the beginning of the year. It ended up not being a top ten shoe mm. of the year. Big Bubble Air Max Ones. Yeah, we we thought that was going to be a thing, but something about seeing them in person, the shape. I mean, I appreciate them going back to the archive, and it, it's. Again, you talk about being a sneaker nerd and them doing something to satisfy us specifically. That's that thing. That was it, and it didn't didn't connect. But they got plenty more coming. They got the blue one coming next year. Yep. I have a pair. Still haven't worn them. Actually, you know what's funny? I wanted to do, and we spoke about this a many many months ago, but a flop 10 are the shoes that we felt totally missed the mark this year. I mean, to me, Tiffany Air Force One is one of them. Utopia Air Force One, Travis Scott having a white-on-white GR. The signature, yeah. Air Force One with um, lasering that on the side. That was more merch, but okay. Um, the reimagined Jordan One is on my flop 10. Oh, that's an awful shoe. Black and blue. Nobody cares about those. Actually, it's, it's funny. A lot of Air Force Ones in here, this is a little bit in the same vein as the Utopia, but did actually make some more changes about the Elite's Air Force One. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about Damn, that. Damn, I looked for the black one. You really? Not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to get it. But Good, I'm, I'm glad. And that's it. a funny one because I remember there was a photo circulating in January, I think, of Matthew Williams wearing an early version of the shoe, and he had responded to an Instagram commenter being like... Oh, he got fried because they were cooked. Well, he, I think more people were complaining that it didn't look like enough of a change to the okay. sneaker to be... A real collab. And I think sometimes it's fine to be subtle on these things, but he was like, oh, it's a work in progress prototype. And he also said it's easy to do a lot, make things crazy and loud. It's more difficult to reduce to make something timeless, especially yada, after yada, when yada, we were touching. Yada, yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> but nobody, then, nobody cares. I'm sorry. Yeah, you still didn't make a shoe that was yeah. remotely interesting. Honestly, maybe I'm just being a hater, but Powerpuff SB Dunks are kind of on my flop 10 as well. But The, the mm, video for that, 10 times cooler than the awesome. shoes. The rollout video? Yeah. That, that's that's th not enough. Yeah, but I'm just Definitely saying. Definitely can't see Matt Welty wearing those in New Hampshire over break. No, I'm yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you see me in some pink Nike SB dunks. Yep. Any anything y'all yeah. want to throw on the flop ten, or am I going out as a hater by myself here? No, I I just didn't think of the list. Welty, I I, I mean I already just said the big bubble Air Max ones. Yeah. Yep. Positive vibes only from this side. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rare. <laughs> Wait, that that's it? it, huh? That's it. End of the year. End of the year. It's another. We we made it through another year. Still alive. Still employed. We're off for several weeks. Some of us are traveling out of the country. Some of us are going to New England. Some of us are going to to Bayshore. What a year! I feel like we ended strong with the Action Bronson episode. And. 
this episode, but the great thing is there's all these episodes for everyone to binge on YouTube or audio over break. Make sure you guys catch up on everything. We're off for several weeks, but we're going to come back 2024 stronger than ever. We appreciate everyone watching, everyone listening. That's it, guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. We will see everyone in a few weeks. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Our producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Our supervising producer is David Matthews. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Research and graphics from Sean Villavincencio. The Complex Sneaker Show is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Complex Sneaker Show.